From the company that brought you Rocket Mortgage comes Rocket Pro Insight, the innovative product designed to give real estate agents control like never before. With Rocket Pro Insight, agents have full visibility into the loan status of each of their clients, so agents can stay informed on their clients' activity throughout the process and help them compete against other buyers with a verified approval. Plus, agents have the power to adjust a client's approval letter amount in real time. With the document upload feature, Rocket Pro Insight gives real estate agents the freedom to check a client's progress from anywhere at any time. They'll be able to send files on their client's behalf so they don't have to let paperwork hold up the process. That means agents can help their clients clear mortgage roadblocks and close on time. Sign up today at rocketpro.com slash real estate and take your real estate business to new heights. Call for terms and details. Equal housing lender. Licensed in 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Verified approval only valid on certain 30-year purchase transactions. The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Hey, beautiful people. If you love what you're hearing or if you have any questions, follow me on Instagram at Blue Hazel, B-L-U-H-A-Z-L. Let me know what's up. I cannot wait to hear from you. Welcome to Girl, We Got This with Blue Hazel co-founder Letitia Lee. Join Letitia as she interviews real people, shares personal stories, and talks raw, honest advice about all things sisterhood. Because after all, life is easier with a sister. Here's your host, my sister, Letitia Lee. What up, sis? So yes, like I said last week, age ain't nothing but a number. And it's so beautiful to see so many different women of different ages experiencing different parts of their life. We all have a different journey, and that's what's so beautiful about us women. Sisterhood, womanhood, it's all different, and that's the beauty of us. That's the beauty of everything that we emulate. And can I just tell you one thing? Stop dealing with stereotypes. Honestly, you should break every damn stereotype there ever is. Break the stereotype and live your life. Today, I have one of the most incredible, powerful, talented girls here with me right now. Amanda LeCount, I love you. You literally inspire me daily on my Instagram page. You are one hell of a dancer, one hell of an inspiration. You're so talented. She's an actress. She's a light that shines so bright, and she's breaking the stereotype. Guys, if you've seen the hashtag breaking the stereotype anywhere, you've seen Amanda LeCount. If you've seen people like Lizzo, you probably saw Amanda LeCount shaking her ass, killing it on the stage. She has been on Ellen. She's been in Times Square. She's under 20 and killing it. I'm so proud of her, and I'm just so stoked to be talking to her right now. What is your emergency? A brutal murder that took place in Washington, D.C. To do what he did to four people, including a 10-year-old boy, is just beyond words. A family and their housekeeper held hostage and tortured for 19 hours before their mansion was set on fire with them inside. It's just hard to imagine that such a nice family could be the victim of something so depraved. In WTOP's 22 Hours, An American Nightmare, you'll be shocked by the new details of this heinous crime, and you won't believe how investigators brought the killer to justice. He did not act alone. Mark my words. Download 22 Hours, An American Nightmare, with new episodes every Monday on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Alexa isn't the only one with breaking news. Make sure to hang around at the end of this podcast for the latest breaking headlines on the AP News Minute. Now back to Girl, We Got This with Letitia Lee. Hey, sis. So I have one beautiful, talented woman here with me right now. 
Her name is Amanda LeCount. <laughs> what is up, Hi. Amanda? Hi. Thank you for having me. No, thank you for being here, girl. I've been low-key stalking you for some time <laughs> now on Instagram. Uh, when I was telling her this earlier, um, Deanna, my sister, I know she's listening, uh, I can't dance. However, I dance in front of her, and she just records me and laughs like I'm a joke. <laughs> but I saw Amanda dance, and girl, you give me all the feels, Amanda. Thank you. If you guys don't know yet, like right now, take out your phone. <laughs> and look on Instagram at Amanda LeCount right now. <laughs> and your whole life will change. I'm not even kidding. Like, I don't even know what it is about you, but you have this light that shines and like it just it pulls me in. Thank you. And I know I'm not the only one that feels that at all. So Amanda, you gotta tell me about yourself. First of all, Amanda, you're only 18 years old. Yes. Correct? Mm-hmm. You're from Colorado. Uh-huh. You've been in LA for four years. Mm-hmm. She's a dancer. When I say a dancer, this girl can dance her ass <laughs> off, okay? She's a choreographer, a singer, and actress. I will talk about more of your appearances. I know you just saw Lizzo at Coachella. Mm-hmm. Girl, yeah. I can't wait to hear about all of this. But, you know, Amanda really hones in on a hashtag that she created. It's called hashtag breaking the stereotype, which mm-hmm. is everything. Can you tell me about breaking the stereotype, where that started, mm-hmm. and, you know, how this journey started for you? Yeah, so I created Breaking the Stereotype, I want to say two and a half years ago, mm-hmm. around that time. Don't know the exact day I came up with it, but yeah. somewhere around there. And it was really out of nowhere. It's not like I had been working on coming up with a hashtag for like months or anything. Right. Um, but I was in my car, my mom was driving at the time, and I was scrolling through Instagram, and I started to notice that a lot of the people I was following had kind of their own hashtag mm-hmm. or like certain things that they put on every post that it's kind of their thing. And I was like, okay, well, I want my own thing. Get it, girl. And I just thought, I tr- wanted to come up with something that kind of summarizes what I want to do with my career and what my message is. And I came up with Breaking the Stereotype. It's pretty self-explanatory. Um, but if you're listening and you don't know what I look like yet, um, I am not a toothpick and especially for dancing, it's even worse as far as, like, body shaming. Right. If you think the world is bad, dancing is, like, ten times worse. Wow. Um, and so I've had a lot of struggles trying to make it in the dance world just because, like I said, I don't have, you know, I'm not a size two at all. Not even close. <laughs> so, <laughs> and you still beautiful, uh, girl. Thank you. So it, there's been a lot of challenges along the way trying to show people that, you know, it doesn't matter what size you are or height or what you look like with ethnicity, anything like that. Um, as long as, you know, you work hard and you're really passionate about what you do, then it shouldn't matter what you look like. Right. Or, at all. Yeah. Because it doesn't matter, does it? No, not at all. Because if you can dance, girl, you can dance. <laughs> yeah, it's... I, I mean, know. if you want to be honest, I'm low-key a size four and my ass can dance. <laughs> so, like, let's be real. Like, what does that even matter? Yeah. You I know, mean, it shouldn't. But... It shouldn't, but it does. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think it's so courageous of you to start that hashtag. At 16 years old, mm-hmm. you wanted to break a stereotype. Mm-hmm. How awesome is that <laughs> we need more 16 year olds like you that are now 18 that like start with this idea that i don't have to fit in to a size two to dance mm-hmm. can i can we talk about you know some instances you know as a young girl like where you had issues where like or you were denied you mm-hmm. know um in your dance experience like situations and like how you felt and 
how you move forward. Yeah. Um, so I've had a lot of experiences mm-hmm. um, that have not been the best. Um, but I just want to say from the beginning, I've been a very like confident person. Yes. I really don't know where I got it from because my mom is confident, but I'm like 10 times more confident than she is. Really? So I don't really know how I got it, but I've never really doubted myself. There have been times where I maybe like had a second that I just second guess myself because of what someone else said. Right. But I've never like like I said, doubted myself. I've always been very confident and I've always thought I was amazing even when I wasn't. <laughs> oh believe me, I did not I love it girl. I did not start where I am now. It took right. a, many years. I've been dancing for sixteen years since wow. I was two. Wow. So it took a lot of work to yes. get to where I am and I still have a long way to go. Um but when one story that I love telling people is when I was ten years old, um I only started getting like body shamed when I was like eight Mm -hmm. but before that like obviously when you're a kid you don't really think about that right you know you don't have like a care in the world you're just dancing and having fun with friends you're not thinking about people looking at you and your body type yeah or like noticing that you're different like you don't notice that but I did when I was like eight I would Mm -hmm. say is the age um but going back to the story when I was 10 um this certain studio director in Colorado he begged me to go to his studio because I'm not, like, a cocky person, but in Colorado, I was – everyone knows each other because it's such a small, like, community, yes. especially for dance. Yes. Um, and I was known as the performance girl. No, I didn't have the best legs or turns or whatever leaps, but I was the person who would, like, be the best performer. You can put on a show. Like, if I'm in the back row, you have to watch mm-hmm. me just because – All eyes on you. I'm all, Like, I'm always yes. performing, and, like, it's just what I do. And he begged me to come to the studio, and I did. And I had a great year. I was featured in the numbers. I won this, this, this. Doesn't really matter. Um, But I had a great year. Mm -hmm. And he asked to have a meeting with my mom and I. And I don't know about her, but I just thought it was going to be something along the lines of this is what you did this year. This is what you need to work on next year and blah, blah, blah. Things like that. Just like kind of a check-in meeting. Um, and that's not what it was. He sat my mom and I down and he said, hey, like, sorry, but Amanda's body type doesn't fit my vision that I have for my team. Wow. And you're 10 years old. I was 10 years old. 10. And wow. like, it still baffles me. Like, obviously, I'm fine now. But I don't know. I mean, it's it's not right to say it no matter how old you are, how mature or thick skinned you are. You just don't say that. But the fact that I was 10 and managed to somehow, like, get my confidence back is really... I don't know how I did that. Because that's, I... That's so intriguing to me that an adult actually has the audacity to bring... I know. ...a 10-year-old and a mother in their office and say her body doesn't fit. Mind you, he invited you that's, into his yes. space. That makes it even worse. If I would have went, like, voluntarily, well, it wouldn't have been better, but, like... It wouldn't have been as bad as you begging me. And I've always been this size. It's not like I was really tiny. And then the year I went up like 10 sizes. That's not what happened. Right. I was, I've always been this size since I was literally like four years old. It's just the way I am. You know, I can't do anything about it. You embrace your body, Um, girl. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. But it was a really interesting story. But now, you know, obviously I think about all the amazing things I'm doing. And obviously I don't know for sure, but I know. That he's he's seeing everything. Oh, so. hell, girl, he's seeing everything. I know yeah. he saw you in Times Square, too, mm-hmm. because you were just in Times yes, Square, I was. man. Congratulations. Thank you. I think my favorite thing, though, that he probably saw is um, I was the cover of Dance Spirit Magazine yes. in November, which was personally my biggest achievement so far in my career, just because I remember growing up, I would read 
all of them. Mm-hmm. And I would always, like, look up to the person on the cover and be like, oh, my gosh, like, they're so cool and all this different stuff. And so, like, to see myself on it was crazy. And last year I had three goals that I wrote down, and it was to be on Ellen, which I did in February, Woo! to dance with Megan Trainor, which I did in June, wow. and then to just be mentioned in the magazine, just, like, a little tiny, like, thing in the back. Like, I didn't care. And so the fact that I got the cover was, like – amazing yo Um, how incredible talk about manifesting the power of writing goals down Mm -hmm. i i definitely think like putting it out there yes it's like isn't it wild when you think about it yes because like whenever if i've had like a goal in my head like for example i've honestly wanted to been in dance wanted to be in dance bear magazine forever for like years now but i didn't really like keep it in my mind or like write it down or say it or anything until last year wow. and it and it, happened. and it happened so i mean it's kind of like a i'm sure people like don't believe in it but i i think it's definitely a factor in whether you're yes your dreams come true yeah you're so I, yeah i definitely recommend doing that girl and the year's not even over yet yeah <laughs> and you achieved all of your goals mm-hmm. how incredible yeah so that was really cool well, well i hope he's listening to this right now too, <laughs> mr teacher in colorado yeah oh speaking of that um what i was gonna say is that um every studio like every studio in the U.S. is, like, subscribed to that magazine. So I'm sure he just opened, like, the package is like, oh, great. Like, Uh she's on the cover. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, you've never even been mentioned. (laughs) Dot, dot, dot. Yes, Amanda LeCount. Good to know her. (laughs) What was his name? His name? I've never said it. Okay, let's not say it. Let's not say it. I'll say his first name. Brian. Okay, let's just say say. Brian in Colorado. Brian in Colorado. I just want to say thank you because you didn't actually break her down. You made her rise. Right. And at the end of the day, this is like a story to your testimony. Like, as a 10-year-old girl, you weren't broken after that. Mm -hmm. And a man, uh, an adult, could break you. An adult can break an adult right now. Mm -hmm. But as a young girl sitting in that office with her mother by her side, that shit did not tether you at all. Like, you still... Mm -hmm. Rose, and you didn't keep that message in your head at mm-hmm. all. Which, you know, and at the end of the day, you have to thank people for those things sometimes. Mm-hmm. Because, as though, although we may see it as like a Dan, like he really almost destroyed my career. No, he's a piece of your journey. He's mm-hmm. this is a part of your story that you mm-hmm. will always tell. Because there's a girl listening to this that has had dealt with the same thing. Mm-hmm. So many people doubt you, and so many people think that you can't be what you want to be. And girl, look at you. Mm-hmm. Look at me now. Hey, <laughs> look at me now. That's what I'm thinking about. You know, so take it as a as a stepping stool. You yeah. know what I mean? And girl, I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Bri, I hope you're listening to this, because all I'm saying is I got your girl in my studio. And thank you for just, yo, you inspire me so much, Amanda. I want to honestly ask you, how did you start dancing? Yeah, I have six siblings. Wow. Big family. That's awesome. I have five. Yeah. That makes me um, happy. And they're all older than me, so mm-hmm. I'm the baby. And I have two older sisters, and they're like four, six years older than me. Okay. And they were both in dance. They took dance classes for years and years. And as soon as I was pretty much able to walk, um, whenever I'd be in the dance like studio with them, not in the studio, but yeah. you know, at the studio. While I'd they're practicing. Be, it's a little sibling yeah. thing. You get dragged everywhere. <laughs> yes. I know. Um, and I'd look through the window and I'd just like, I think my mom could see like the look in my face. I just wanted to be in there so bad. Mm-hmm. And immediately when I got in there, I loved it. 
Like, wow. I wanted to be a dance every day, all day. It was the only thing I wanted to do. And that was before I even got started in hip-hop. Then when I started hip-hop, it was like, oh, dance is ten times better. Really? Yeah, because I started with ballet, tap, and jazz, which is kind of normal, mm-hmm. um, like, combo classes for young kids. So I started doing that. And then maybe when I was five or six, I started doing hip-hop classes. Wow. And I was like... Oh, wow. I love this. You found your calling, girl. Uh-huh. Girl, you found everybody's calling. Because I, <laughs> look, if you watch the way you dance to this hip-hop music, it's like, I don't know. You give me all the feels. <laughs> you give me all the feels. So hip-hop is what really got you going into mm-hmm. dance. Yeah. Now, is there anybody that you looked up to when you were dancing? Well, I mean, I'm sure there were like curvier or bigger dancers when I was little. But honestly, I didn't have anyone to like look up to right there, there wasn't at all i mean if any there wasn't a lot of right. people in the industry right. that looks like me to look right. up to and i right. always say um like that's kind of my thing is i want to be the someone like me that i didn't have when i was little mm-hmm. um so yeah i didn't really have anyone there were amazing dancers obviously right. but i couldn't relate to right. them because <laughs> you couldn't see like, yourself in them yeah which is so incredible, mm-hmm. you know and it, and it says a lot about you it says a lot about you that you know you are so fearless like, mm-hmm. you didn't need a role model. You didn't need a a person to look like you to achieve your dreams and to keep going. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people do. A lot of people need to visually see themselves and be like, oh, I can do this because she did it. Mm-hmm. But you didn't need that. Mm-hmm. So going back to your confidence, I want to talk about your mom's relationship. Because mm-hmm. you guys have a really cool bond, and mm-hmm. I really love it. It reminds me of me and my mom. She's my best friend. Mm-hmm. Did your mom, how did she help? guide you know Mm -hmm. this love for dance inside of you yeah um i mean she's she's kind of like every quality you can have in a person like jumbled up because she's very supportive obviously i mean she dropped everything in colorado to move here just so i could try to achieve my goals so she's obviously really supportive and never doubted me or anything like that but she's also very harsh and like if i don't dance well she'll just she won't even tell me good job she'll just be like that sucked she's She's honest you're bad i was like (laughs) like when i was little i would literally like cry be like can't you just say i did good job and then go and tell me that i this is what i need to work on and i'd be so offended and so mad but i think she was just trying to i mean if you're not honest you're not going to grow right you have to know what you're not good at so you can try to improve it it's called criticism you yeah. can take criticism it's yeah. constructive criticism sometimes sometimes <laughs> it was a little harsh um but yes she was definitely trying to do like help me it's yes. not like she was trying to tear me yes, down totally um, cuz she saw the gold inside of you. Mm-hmm. She saw the light that we all see now. Yeah, and there's actually a funny story. If she was here, she would 100% tell it. But I want to um, hear it. There, I went to like five studios in Colorado because it was hard finding a fit for me. Um, but one of the studios that I loved, that we still have a really good relationship, um, Loveland Dance Academy, the owner of that studio, my mom and her were talking. And I think my mom was kind of asking, like, do you think Amanda like can do this as a career? Like, do you think she should keep pursuing this? And not that she doubted me, but she wanted someone else's opinion. Right. Just to make sure she wasn't, like, blind and, mm-hmm. like, seeing something that wasn't there because totally. it's her daughter. Yeah. Um. And the teacher, Jenny, she goes, oh, no, like, she's fine. She has it. And my mom was like, what is that? Like, what does it mean? Like, what define it. Right. And she was like, I, you can't describe it. Like, you just can't not you watch You just her. gave me the goosebumps. <laughs> I have literally goosebumps. <laughs> um, but she just said that when she's on stage, no matter how many people are in there or in a room, you can't not watch her. You have to watch her. And and then ever since then, my mom, like, I think the next time she saw me perform, she kind of 
got yeah. what she was saying. She knew why she was here. Yeah. And the teacher, wow, you have it. How powerful is that? It's. I mean, when my mom told me that, I mean, I've seen English. Obviously, <laughs> I don't remember the exact moment when my mom told me that. But I just, like, I didn't know what that meant. I was like, that's great that I have it. But what is, yeah, what what is, is it? Because I, I didn't know what I was doing. I was just going on stage and dancing. Like, so I didn't know what they were talking about. I was right. like, I'm just doing the steps and having fun. And they're like, no, you do it differently, though, than everybody else. And I was like, okay. And I was just kind of like, sure, yeah. whatever. Going with the flow. But I get it now. Not that I think I'm, like, obviously the best dancer in L.A. or anything like that. But it's I stand out from other people. Not just because of what I look like, but because I have a different, like, energy and... And, and spark when I dance. Girl, yes. But, yeah. You shine. <laughs> I mean, like, I... When I see your your pictures scroll uh, as I go through my Instagram, I, like, get addicted and I just watch you dance. And it gets <laughs> me in a good mood. And I'm just like, damn, this girl's got it. You know what I mean? And I don't even... I'm not a dance teacher. <laughs> so for her to say you have it, you do have it, you shine, like... Within all the other girls that you're dancing with in some of your videos, I'm not looking at anybody else. Like, you have this light. And I think it's so powerful at such a young age. You're only 18 years old. Mm -hmm. And I honor you because I feel like as an 18-year-old girl right now, it's such a hard time to live in with social Mm -hmm. media and Instagram and this pressure Mm -hmm. of looking a certain way. And you don't give a shit. Mm -hmm. It's so inspiring. You know, you're breaking every stereotype. There is. And it literally is so powerful to me. You know, when you said, when you're talking about confidence, and you're like, I don't even know where I got it. I just have it. Do you know how many people struggle to have confidence? Yeah. I mean, I feel I could be very wrong, but my personal opinion is I think everyone starts out with the same amount of confidence. Mm -hmm. We're all born with the same amount of confidence. What makes us have different levels is people who let other people tear them down. So, it's more of if you were born with a thick skin or not. Right. If you're really, like, vulnerable and sensitive and you let everyone that says, like, you're ugly and, like, automatically you're just like, I'm ugly. It's like yeah. that. that's when people start having no confidence. Yes. So it's not that I was just born with a ton of confidence. Right. It's that I was born with the same amount as everybody else, but I just didn't let other people's opinions, like, Affect tear, take away my confidence. Right. Which is strength, and that's mm-hmm. strong. Now, it's, I get my strength from my mom. I know you? that. Shout out to you, mom. So, yeah, I know that for sure. So she's probably the reason why I have so much confidence. That's amazing. Now, you and your mother have a really special bond. Mm-hmm. Does your mother still, like, you guys still do everything together. You guys just got tatted up together. Mm-hmm. Yes, You know what I mean? I'm, I'm obsessed. Can you explain <laughs> your tattoo? Because the story behind the tattoo mm-hmm. is so cute. You guys have to hear this. Yeah, so... My mom and I, ever since I can remember, literally since I was three years old, um, we would always say to each other, like, after, like, when we're on the phone and we say goodbye or when I leave the house or if I'm going somewhere by myself for a few days or Mm -hmm. vacation or anything like that, we always say, I love you as wide as the ocean and as tall as the sky. Um, Because we don't, like, I love you to the moon and back because we're like, everyone says that. So we're like, I love you as wide as the ocean and as tall as the sky. That's better. Um, And so the tattoo we got, it's in the shape of a yin yang and one side of it is uh, ocean scene to represent as wide as the ocean and then the other is kind of mountains and the sky and clouds to represent the sky it's so Um, beautiful yeah we're actually planning we decided the day before we got it to change it we were actually planning on just getting like the words yeah. across our elbow. Like one of us would get "I love you" as wide as the ocean, and one of us would get "You, I love you" as tall as the sky. But then we we're like, we don't want everyone to be able to read it and like 
there's nothing more. Right. It's just words. Right. So we wanted to get something more, like, symbolic of what it meant for us, so. And I think it's so beautiful. Your relationship is symbolic to, to who you are as a woman and to who you're becoming as a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, tell your mom thank you. <laughs> your mom did a great job, and you have six. There's six of yous. Mm-hmm. That's a, so sick. <laughs> That's so sick. How are your How's your relationship with your sisters? Yeah, um, they're they're. I mean, they're my sisters, so obviously yeah. I love them very yes. much. Um, one of my sisters, she's actually um, I- about to be in residency to be a surgeon. Oh, that's awesome! Um, so they both stop dancing; they don't dance anymore. Right. Um, so one of them's a doctor, and one of them is a cheerleading coach. Um, and I'm I'm pretty close with both of them. But my sister, that's the surgeon, I would say I'm closer with. Mm-hmm. But to be fair, she cut my um, umbilical cord. And she named me, wow. so we're like really close. I love that. Um, and that was when she was nine years old. Wow. And a funny story about that is my mom um, asked if she could be in the delivery room because my sister really wanted to be there, and the doctor said, "Oh no, she's way too young. Like it's she's gonna scream, she's gonna freak out." And my mom was like, mm, "You should. Can you just talk to her for like a few minutes and see?" And he was like, "Fine." And he goes into a room and he talks to her, and after like two minutes, um, they came out and he was like, "Okay, she's fine." Like, she's good. Yeah, she's got this. Um, so she's always loved, like, medical stuff. And I just think it's really cool that, like, she named me. and She brought you into this world with your mom. Yeah. Yeah, that's so deep. And, and I mean, you looked up to your sister. Mm-hmm. You know, you were watching her dance. And that was lighting that fire into you. Mm-hmm. I think it's so powerful, sister bonds and mother bonds. You know, we as women, the more we stick together and unite together and support each other, the higher we all rise together. Don't you think that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Like, I think seeing you, you know, I go, wow, she's only 18. I can't wait to see how many people you inspire. You inspire me on a daily. And it's just so exciting to see a young girl with so much fearlessness. Mm -hmm. You know, you're so brave and you're so courageous. We need more of you. It just is. It's I thank your moms. I thank your sisters (laughs) because, you know, they were molding you, Mm -hmm. you know, as the baby of the family. And look what they created. Like, yeah this awesome light that doesn't have any worries when you're out there dancing amanda i can see you're just you are it like your teacher (laughs) said you are it period end of story you know i want to ask you as a young adult right now what was one of your best experiences i just saw you dance for lizzo at coachella Uh (laughs) i know ellen was a super big thing for you too yes talk to me about one of those experiences um yeah well there are two um, there's probably two or three favorite experiences, and there's two different, like, um, categories. Yes. There's a favorite experience of, like, favorite experience kind of reacting to one of the jobs I did, mm-hmm. and then a favorite, like, job. I would say my favorite job, Liz, Lizzo was really fun. She's she's amazing, and the energy from the crowd was mm-hmm. awesome. Everyone was screaming. Like, it was absolutely amazing, and I had so much fun with that. Um, and Lizzo I, was low-key breaking the stereotype, yeah, too. Yeah, oh, 100%. Yeah, so when we're I saw the same you, team. Yes, when I saw y'all performing together, I was like, this is it. Yeah. This is sisterhood right here. This is sisterhood supporting sisterhood and making yeah. such a strong-ass statement. Yeah, right? so I, I'm really glad that I got to dance with her out of all the artists. Um, so that was amazing. Um, Ellen was obviously amazing. Ellen is goals. I had wanted goals. to be on Ellen for years and years, so I'm... That was awesome. Um, so those are some of my favorite jobs. But my favorite experience kind of that's job related is when I first got my Dance Spirit magazine cover, I did like a video reacting to it and I hadn't read it yet or seen it yet. Um, and last minute I asked if they could dedicate it to my father. He passed mm. away 
four, three and a half years ago. Wow, so yes. sorry. Um, thank you. Um, but I asked if I could get it dedicated to him in some way, um, just because, I don't know, he was uh, so supportive and, like, would do anything. So I wanted that to be in there just because he helped get me here, and I wanted that in there. Um, and they put in a picture at the top. I didn't know they were putting in a picture. Um, and they put a picture, and they said, like, Amanda wants everyone to know that this is dedicated to her father who passed mm. away, blah, blah, blah. And I just started crying. Oh, and, like, man. it was it, – it looked sad, but I wasn't sad, obviously. Yeah, I was, I was, I was really tears. Yeah, I was really happy. Um, and it just meant a lot to, like, have that in there because now, like, whenever I open it or – I don't know. It's just like he's connected to it too. Yeah, so it, it made me so happy. Um, and that was one of the best experiences ever. Wow. Do you still think of your dad when you're dancing out there some days? Um, it depends. Yeah. If I'm doing like like a ratchet Cardi B combo, <laughs> I'm not really like, hey, dad, this for you. Yeah. <laughs> but it's more of, I don't think about it when I'm dancing. It's more of, I think about it when I'm like achieving goals. Yes. So when I did the Dance Spirit cover, 100%, when I went on Ellen, when I did Megan Trainer, when mm-hmm. I did Coachella, all things like that, I, I do tend to either before or after think about, you know, he was so supportive right. and, you know, I wish he could see me. And sometimes it's like I'm happy but sad. Yeah. Because you, I mean, I wish he could see it, obviously, in he person. He is still seeing it. And he's seeing it, but yeah. it's hard to, yeah. like. I can't imagine. It's, it's hard, but I do know that he's watching it. Um, And, yeah, fun fact, I think I'm going to get another tattoo, but I'm not going to say what it is. But it's, it's for him, but for I already that. want another oh, one. That's nice. <laughs> Tattoos are addicting, girl. I know, but I'm going to stick to the limit of, like, three or four. Okay. I'm not going to, no, no. I wouldn't even be mad if you got a sleeve. Sleeves are hot. I can't do it. I just feel like I... It's not that I couldn't pull off a sleeve. I just feel like I wouldn't be myself. Really? I'm like, I'm such like a like girly and mm-hmm. like... Eh, blah, blah, blah. Sweet. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I feel can like feel that. I can't pull off a sleeve. <laughs> I like how they look on other people. Right. But I definitely think you have to have a certain look right. to pull it off. And I don't think I have that. <laughs> Girl, well, you got everything already, so tattoo is not going to help or damper anything. I just want to ask, you know, with your mother and your father's support and your love... How would you think, like, if somebody's listening to this right now and say they don't have mom and dad support, what would you say to that person mm. trying to dance like Amanda LeCount yeah. right now? Um, it, I mean, I can't imagine what it would be like without, like, I mean, I know what it's like without one of them, but without both of them, I, I really don't think I'd be here at all. Right. Um, I mean, obviously, I have my siblings that help me, but they're great and I'm not trying to like bash them at no. all but they just don't understand it as much like when I moved here they they weren't not supportive but they were like why do you need to move yeah like they just don't really know the industry which I can't blame them right. you know they're not but I also feel like maybe they don't see your vision because you mm-hmm. know what some people don't see your vision and that's okay yeah nothing bad against them but in your head you have mm-hmm. this vision and you have your dream and yeah. sometimes it's too big for people to see yeah because I think personally they don't they wouldn't they didn't think I was I would be able to handle it right so they thought that I was going to come home right after and I wasn't going to be able to achieve anything. Not because they don't think I'm talented, right. but just, like, it's it's hard. It's just, and it's a big-ass dream. Yeah. You know and what so I mean? They, they weren't... They weren't very optimistic about it, but they're they're very supportive now. Right. I'm not trying to say that they don't support no, me. No, they do um, for sure. They just questioned it. But sometimes people do question your 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 goals and your dreams. Mm-hmm. That happens all the time. Mm-hmm. People will question you, and you know yeah. that's another thing that will make you question your dreams. And like, am I supposed to be doing this? Yeah, you know what I mean. And that's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. They just don't get it. Yeah. Because your dreams are your dreams, and they're mm-hmm. for you. Your vision that you see is wide and grand. And look at you killing mm-hmm. every goal and dream. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So 
not everybody's going to understand your goals. Not everybody's yeah. going to see your vision. As long as you see it, girl, the girl, the sky's the limit. Yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? So going back to the question. Yes. To, to somebody, a 16-year-old girl right now, she wants to dance. What would you tell mm-hmm. her? Um, I would say that, well, first of all, as far as as like support systems, um, yes, everyone has at least somebody they can talk to, even if it's not like a super close friend, like you have somebody. Mm -hmm. Um, and if you do want to dance like professionally, I would say make sure that you have one person at least because I'm going to be honest, you can't move here with no support system, right? It'd kill you, right? I mean, I'm not, I don't want like to tell you not to, um, do your dreams obviously and do whatever you want with your life, but I'm just going to say it'd be close to impossible, yes, to try to do this alone um but it doesn't have to be a family member right i feel like a lot of people are like i don't have a supportive mom and dad i can't do it and it's like no but like you have plenty of friends and honestly i feel like sometimes friends are the most supportive people they're more supportive than your parents not in my case but in a lot of cases friends become family yeah definitely um and so i feel like a lot of people get like they think too much about the idea of it has to be a family member right. that supports you and that if your family doesn't support you, then you can't achieve anything. Right. Um, but I definitely don't think that's a case. Um, I know a few friends who their family doesn't really support what they do and they're out here with their friends doing their own thing and they're, you know, accomplishing their goals. So I would definitely say they don't feel like you can't accomplish your dreams if you don't have a supportive family. Right. Because um, it's definitely not like that and you can achieve anything you want. But I would say to try at least to have one person yes. that is supportive or is trying to help you or things like that. Someone to have your back. Yeah, it's it's, it's not easy. really hard to do it alone. It's not easy to do anything alone. Yeah. But you can do it. Yes, it is possible. I, yes. I, I want to make sure I'm not like, don't do it alone. <laughs> no, like, you can. Yes. Anything is possible. But as a young girl, it's... Especially as a teen. Yes. There's, yeah. A, yes. Because we're so, even though we act so confident, we're so fragile. 100%. And even though I'm a very confident person, like, I'm still very sensitive. I just kind of get over it quicker than other people. Mm-hmm. But I still get to, like, the lowest of lows. Yeah. I just jump back really we're fast. We're human. Yeah. We all get super low. No one, like, gets like a really like bad hate comment or something or someone attacking their character and it's just like mm, oh, like whatever dust it off yeah like everyone at least for a few minutes gets down it'll on sing a little bit yeah. yeah it'll sing but it's how you get back up mm-hmm. that's really all that matters well and that's how you thicken your skin is, is getting back up you can't just like not have people hate on you and think that you're gonna be fine like I feel like people who go through life well, there's no people that go through life without hate, but I feel like people that haven't had hate yet think they're so confident. And I'm like, no, you're confident because you haven't you haven't gotten hated on you yet. You haven't felt it yet. <laughs> That's the pressure. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Let me tell you one thing, though. If you got haters, girl, that means you're doing something right. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, literally, I always say that to anybody. Oh, they're hating. You know, they're saying this. And I'm like, because they have... They don't have what you have. They're hating because they see you're killing it. Mm-hmm. They have nothing else to say. Or they're hating because you're doing something new right you're 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 paving a path and and they they're they don't know that path yet they don't like the path because it's new mm-hmm. but you know it's i mean it's like everything i mean like tattoos 40 years ago my mom was telling me they were not cool to have like if you had tattoos people would like literally like look at you mm-hmm. and i'm like that's how everything starts yeah if you start doing something that's new and no one's seen it before most of the time a lot of people aren't gonna like it right because like i said it's new they're not used to it they don't know how to feel about it they're it's just this like awkward feeling. i don't like you trying to change stuff because they're they want everything to stay the same yep and y- y- life just doesn't do that girl and we live in a generation right now where everything is 
so amazingly changing mm-hmm. slowly but surely. Mm-hmm. So how does it feel paving away a um, new path? It's, I mean, I obviously I don't want to take credit for everything. There's a lot of dancers now that I am friends with and I know now who look similar to me yes. and we're going through the same journey together. Um, but I will say that I think I'm, as far as kids, I'm kind of the first one to really push it because, yes, I'm sure there's been like curvier plus size girls that were younger that are dancing Mm -hmm. and like that live in LA and doing stuff but I feel like they kind of just not ignore it but they don't really put it out there right they kind of just post dance videos and don't really say anything and so as far as kids trying to change it I feel like I'm one of the first in that yes but I definitely don't want to be like I'm the first plus size dancer to do stuff (laughs) no because that's not the case no not at all but you can own what you're doing Amanda and own that girl Mm -hmm. own it because to me you are creating this path and you are creating a whole new space for women that look like you that they don't even look like you people that just want to dance and feel good Mm -hmm. and just be a light you know what i mean to have it Mm -hmm. to have it is such a good feeling and i think after anybody watches you dance they feel happy Mm -hmm. i feel happy like you just get me in this mood where I'm like, oh shit, I'm about to try to do this. You know what I mean? I can't. I ain't put it on Instagram, but I'm gonna be in my room trying to do Amanda's dances <laughs> and try to like get it right. You know what I mean? I, you inspire so many more people than you probably ever imagined. Mm-hmm. And you know, from an older woman to a younger woman, I just want to say, own your shit. Mm-hmm. And never feel bad or worried about what anybody else thinks because you're doing it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have so much power in you. I mean, I'm so excited to see what else this beautiful world of dance and acting and singing has for you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm just so excited for you. I'm, I'm excited, too. <laughs> I'm so excited. So you're acting as well. Uh-huh. How is that? How has your transition been from Colorado to L.A.? Let's talk about that a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Um, it was... It was a very harsh change Mm -hmm. because Colorado and California are very different. Like, they're on opposite sides. Like, everything about them is different. Um, In Colorado, I lived in a tiny, tiny town for 13 years. Shout out to small town girls. I love small... Like, like, honestly, I see myself in, like, 20 years moving back. Yeah, 100%. Or at least if I still live here, moving to somewhere in the middle of nowhere. Like, I don't like... I like the city for, like... Sometimes, but I can't live in the middle of everything. It's like too much for me. I feel you. Um, but yeah, I'm from a I'm from a small town, and everything is so clean. There's so much green and nature, and the mountains and the snow. I love the snow. Um, and everyone knows each other, and it's a very like homey type of place. Yes. And then you get to California, and it's like everyone hates you. They're like <laughs> everyone is doing their own thing. They want to beat you at everything. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're competitive, if you have any success, they hate you. Wow. And it's like. It's very different. And honestly, I had a a mental breakdown when I moved to California like the second day because I was walking and I saw trash on the road. And I literally started like crying. And I was like, Mom, I don't like it. It's dirty. Because in Colorado, you don't see that. Except for like a tiny part in Denver. It's so clean. Like everything is beautiful. And then like to come to California where it's like dirty, the pollution. Like I was like, I hate it. And I'm going to be honest, I still don't love living here, mm-hmm. but obviously it's given me so every opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like you have to give up one of the areas. Yeah. So it's either career or 
nature. Right. And I'm like, okay, well, nature doesn't help support me. So. Right. But at the end of the day, <laughs> nature will always be there. So when right. you're ready to go back, right. you'll go back. Yeah. I can always go back later. Yeah. So the transition was uh, not the easiest transition. No. And as far as dancing, um, in Colorado, it was weird. Because in Colorado, you either loved me or you hated me. It mm. was really weird because some people just didn't like me. There were a few reasons. One, because I look the way I do. Two, because people would always say that they can't take their eyes off me, so people would hate me. <laughs> and honestly, three is because there's a thing. I'm pretty sure it's at all, like, competition studios. But if you switch studios, like, once a year or, like, once every two years, you're considered a studio hopper. Oh. And people see that as a negative. They're like, oh, they're not loyal. They're not blah, 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 blah. They're going to every studio. And I'm like, okay, I'm trying to find the place that's best for me. The perfect fit. Yeah, like, if they're not giving me what I need, I'm not going to stay to be no. loyal. Like, no. So people didn't like me and my mom for that. Um, wow. And honestly, more people didn't like me than liked me. Um, and honestly, I cared a little bit, but I was like, I don't know. I ch- kind of just had to deal with it, and I got over it. I was like, I can't really change their opinions about me. You can't. So, like, why would I Harp try? over something. Yeah. There, we, there's no point. <laughs> there's no point. If you can't control a situation, why are you even worrying yeah. about it? Yeah, exactly. It's out of your control. Exactly. And so... Then when I got to L.A., it's kind of the same thing, but in L.A., it's weird because you would think it'd be worse. Right. But it's honestly kind of better. But it might also be because I've matured and I have a thicker skin now. So now when people don't like me, I'm like, eh, it doesn't hurt as bad. Right. So that might be part of it, too, because would, everyone would assume that California is worse as far as people that don't like you. Um, and it is, but in Colorado, it hurt me a lot more, and oh. especially because it's such a tight community. Like Small I town. knew the exact people that didn't like me, mm-hmm. and like I knew what everyone thought of me. So that was also hard because in California, most of it is social media, right? So it's like I don't really have to see the people that don't like right. me. Right? You're not in the same room. You're not in the same class. Yeah. I mean, there are a few dancers that don't like me, but I mean, I don't know. I've done more than they have. Yeah. So, but at the end of the day, <laughs> what do likes get out of life? Nothing. Right? Literally nothing. Yeah, and people are so quick to hate social media, which I get why it's bad. There's definitely pros and cons to it, um, but for me, the pros outweigh the cons because I get to post what I love and inspire people from all around the world. Like, you can't get much better than that. But obviously, there are negatives of how much hate you get and, you know, people promoting bad stuff and people thinking they have to look like these Instagram models mm-hmm. and things like that. So mm-hmm. there's definitely a, a, a negative and positive, but for me, it's I always think of it as a positive thing. You have to think of it as a positive thing. You're embracing who you are, girl. And you're showing it to the world. And you're literally opening this whole new world of women that are like, I can do it too. Oh, Mm -hmm. I don't got to be a size two and I can still kill it. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm going to be on Lizzo and Ellen show. (laughs) Yes. So, you know, social media is is great depending on how you use it. And you're using it for Mm -hmm. a right purpose. You're using it for you know, what you want in this lifetime, Mm -hmm. which is to dance, to feel free, to be happy and to love yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, this journey of loving yourself, is it still a journey? Like, Mm -hmm. do you still find yourself loving yourself? I know I'm as a 31 year old woman, I'm still on a journey of loving myself. I I personally think that no matter how old I get, no matter how confident I am, there's, it's never going to be a no, 100%. it's never going to be consistent. There's no linear. No, there's no linear. No, I'd love 100%. to meet someone with a, a linear amount of confidence. <laughs> yeah, because that's not that's impossible. Right. Um, but I definitely think it's a journey, and it's a consistent journey. It's never there's not a destination to right. confidence. 
It's not like, oh, you reached the percentage, ding, ding, you're good. Like, <laughs> um, it's always going to go up, down, up, down, up, down. So when you have some downs, mm-hmm. what do you do to get back up? Well, honestly, I if I'm, like, feeling really bad about myself, I feel like I tend to, one, call my mother. <laughs> but two, as far as, like, myself and, like, mentally, I always just think it might it might sound cocky, but I've achieved a lot. And so I always think, like, if I'm in an audition and someone cuts me or if someone says, like, I'm a terrible dancer and blah, 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 all this different stuff that I get on a daily, um, I just think about, like, okay, clearly that's not true because you've done this. You've done this, and, like, you're inspiring all these people. So that might be their opinion, but that doesn't mean it's true. Right. Because I feel like a lot of people, like, hear an opinion, and they don't think about the fact that they could be wrong. Right. Like, they're just like, oh, my God, they said I suck. I suck. And it's like, no, that's just what they They think. think. Yeah. That's not what everyone else in the world thinks. Right. That's just one out of literally seven billion people think. And that does not matter. No, and it does even if everyone in the world, seven billion people hated me, I would I would still do it. A hundred percent. Like I want you to read a book. I don't know if you like to read books, but it's mm-hmm. called The Four Agreements. Okay. One of the agreements is don't take anything personal. Mm-hmm. Usually whatever that person is saying is a deflection mm-hmm. of what they're going through. And yep. they're deflecting their insecurities and what they dream of onto you mm-hmm. because they see you doing it. Yes, a lot of people. Right? Yes, a lot of people have. I actually had an interaction with someone. I don't remember exactly what it was, but they commented something pretty rude on my Instagram, and I was like, I don't remember what I said, but I was like, Hey, um, you don't know my life. I do this and this every day. I dance for hours. You know, I eat pretty healthy. I mean, I'm not like a crazy like fitness counting my calories but it's not like i'm sitting here eating fast food every day right um and i just kind of explained to him in not a nice way but i definitely didn't try to come for him i was just trying to explain right that you shouldn't you shouldn't do that because you really don't know so why would you comment it if you if you don't know anything about someone and he actually commented back or dm'd me on something and said hey like i'm so sorry i said Mm. that and like you know you're doing great and blah 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 so it's like people People don't think before before they type something. Right. They it, just it, react it's so sometimes. Quick. Yeah. They're like, um, and then they don't know what they're talking about. Right. And it's like, yeah. So that was that happens sometimes. Yeah. Where people kind of back backtrack. Right. Because I, I just try to explain to them why they shouldn't do that. And you got to check them. You got to mm-hmm. check them sometimes. Yeah. There's, you know, and let them know. There's been a few times where I've like, I, I never try to like come for people because that's not going to help anyone no that's not going to that's not who you are and that's not going to help me no so it's like i don't do that and that's not your heart and i think what you do is by explaining and telling your truth Mm -hmm. that's why that guy slid into your dm and said i'm sorry yeah you're right yeah and one of the funny stories that i love is someone commented not on my post but someone who posted a video of me and said oh like whatever we all know that no one's ever going to book this girl and i said you're right only Ellen, Katy Perry, and Megan mm, Trainor. And so it's more em. of like, that, that's not even me like coming for you. That's just me giving you all the information. you telling the facts. It's called yeah, the facts. facts. <laughs> the facts. Like, facts, facts, facts. I'm not making anything up. I'm not coming for your character. I'm right. not coming for you as a person or what you said. I'm just giving you your yeah. answer. So try me. <laughs> you asked One the question. Time. Here's Do your you answer. Know? And it's so cool that you are able to live in the social media world and excel and feel free and to be mm-hmm. brave. Mm-hmm. Thank you for being brave. Because every time you stand up for yourself, you're standing up for all of us. Mm-hmm. And every time you speak and use your voice, you're speaking for so many other young girls that have dreams to be like you. Mm-hmm. So thank you and please never lose your voice. Please. 
<laughs> Seriously, I'm not kidding. Like, don't lose your voice. You know, you have such a long journey ahead of you. Mm-hmm. What's one more thing that's, what's a, like another thing that you want to achieve mm-hmm. right now? Is there um, anything that you're like, I want this next? Yeah, I mean, well, as far as like goals, I know you said what's next, but for life goals, I always say when people say, what's your biggest dream or like your biggest goal in life or whatever. And I always just say, I don't have like, it's not like I'm going to get a job with a certain artist and like, boom. My career is done. Like, I achieved everything off my list. Right. That, that's not what I, what I want to do. All I say is I want to inspire as many people as possible. Mm-hmm. That, that's my goal. And that's not a goal you reach. Yes. It's a goal that you, like, keep yes. working on. It's never ending. No. Because you'll you, always be inspired. Yeah. There's, there's never ending to that. And I feel like that's a good lifelong goal because people are like, oh, I want to dance for Ariana Grande or whatever. But then it's like, what's after that? What's next? You're just going to stop dancing? Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you going to do? Um, but for, like, right now, my next goal is not to brag or anything, <laughs> but Rihanna started following me about okay, six Riri. months ago. About six months ago, and I about died. Um, and so my goal is to do something with her. I'm hoping mm. she's coming out with music in, this year, which I'm sure yes, she will. Yes, everybody's waiting for mm-hmm. the drop. Um, so I'm hoping either maybe, oh, like, shit. this is going to be all the feels, <laughs> Amanda and Riri. Like a music video or like yes. one performance or just even just getting to talk to her or something would be really cool. Wow. So just somehow connecting with her yes. is like kind of my next goal. Oh, I can already see it. <laughs> Amanda, you're going to give me all the feels at Ri. <laughs> Ri is like it. She's she is everything. it. She's she everything. has it. You know, like what you have, it. Yeah, she walks and you're like. Yes. Oh, hi. You're like, wow. What up, Brie? (laughs) (laughs) To see you two together, that would be so powerful. Mm -hmm. That's so incredible. I'm so proud of you, man. Thank you. I am so proud of you. I just want to tell you from the bottom of my heart, one, thanks for coming today and sharing your Mm -hmm. story and being open and vulnerable. Um, But thank you for always getting back up, you know, Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of people that get shamed or body shamed and told negative things and you know really pushed down thanks for always standing back up Mm -hmm. you know you are what it is to be a woman and girl you're only 18 (laughs) you got so much more to give to this world Mm -hmm. so i always leave off with something um that you would tell your younger self but you're already young uh (laughs) so we're not gonna finish with that (laughs) note uh i want to ask you a question Mm -hmm. where do you see yourself in five years I, this is like my least favorite question because is it the I, worst? I don't know. I mean, if you asked me five years ago where I thought I would be in five years, I, I would never say, oh, like performing with Lizzo, like dancing at Coachella, like living in LA, mm, living yeah, my dreams, every never, dream I wrote out. I would never say that. But no limits. No, no limits. No. There's there's nothing that like I I don't see myself being able to do. Well, I mean, I mean, can I say something maybe? Mm-hmm choreography like being the choreographer mm-hmm. of Rihanna's next album like do you okay. like maybe you know not in the mean? next five maybe ten maybe <laughs> okay. ten for that okay because for me personally I do want to get into choreography yes um, but I'm gonna wait probably at least like seven to ten years before I start getting into that because for, for me at least and this is just my opinion yes it's it's you you can, but to me, you shouldn't be a dancer and choreographer because mm-hmm. it's too much. I feel like you should focus on one or the other. Yes. And if you try to do both, one of them's going to suffer. Yes. You have. To, it's better to be great at yeah. one thing. So I I'm totally going to focus agree. on dancing, and then when my dancing is kind of slowing down, and I'm getting to the age where you kind of stop working so much, right? Then I'll get more into choreography. And as far as ten years, or maybe this is like fifteen years, mm-hmm. um, but ever since I was eight years old, I wanted to start my own studio. 
but not just any studio. I have, like, the biggest, like, soft spot for special needs, for mm. handicap. Like, I literally, I cry. Yes. Every time. I Even when I see, like, an old man, like, hold the door for a lady, I cry. Yeah. I'm just like, like, mom, like, oh, my God. Goals. I love them. Yeah. And I'm just, like, such a sensitive person when it comes mm-hmm. to that stuff. So I always thought that I would open a studio that's specifically for special needs, handicapped, like, mentally challenged, like, people that feel like they're not welcome right. in like a normal dance studio wow because w- with the exception of a few people like chelsea hill's an amazing dancer um she's in a wheelchair but she's awesome and she goes to millennium all the time but for people that aren't quite as confident as she is yes. i want to give them a studio that you know they can try dancing and just have fun and feel included right and not so because i know what that feels like yes so i want to give them a place where it's like they're not being looked at and judged we don't um, have no brines around here. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and it's, it's not like I'm trying to make, like, a millennium. Like, I just want a little studio yes. where people can come take classes that, no, aren't going to be the best choreographers in L.A. It's just for them to have fun. To feel free. Yeah. To feel good. And it's like... To be a light, like Amanda LeCount, mm-hmm. that you do so well, man. Thank God for your mom and your father. <laughs> All I know is that your father is watching everything that you're doing, and mm-hmm. I thank him, and I thank you for sharing your truth. Mama Amanda, thank you <laughs> so much for guiding and moving from Colorado to L.A. <laughs> to watch your baby grow and to bloom to all your sisters and brothers. Mm-hmm. Thanks for being that role model. They were your role models, you mm-hmm. know, and I think it's so cool, family, and how friends and family really inspire us at a young age mm-hmm. to really go after what we want. And you are you are living and you are breathing that and hashtag break the stereotype, dude. Yes. That needs to be everywhere. <laughs> Literally, hashtag break every stereotype. Because mm-hmm. we live in a world right now where what the hell even is a stereotype? Stereotype who? Size two what? <laughs> Get out of here. You know, really. Yeah. Because we should be all inclusive. So mm-hmm. I just wanna say thank you. Keep doing you. I cannot wait to just continue watching your journey. You're such a light, dude. Thank you. You are the definition of, you know, knock me down, eight, get up, ten. Mm-hmm. You are it. And never forget that. Thank you. Thank you, baby. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. I'll be watching you, girl, and dancing <laughs> in my room trying to copy you. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, sis. Thanks for listening to Girl, We Got This with Letitia Lee. Get new episodes every Tuesday on Podcast One and Apple Podcasts. Remember to rate, review, subscribe, and spread the word to your tribe.